I do invite you to take your Bible opening to Psalm 134 this morning. As we unite our hearts together in prayer, Psalm 134. And, uh, you know, as, as you turn there, Psalm 134 is the conclusion of a series of psalms known as the Psalm of Ascents. They go back to Psalm 120. So from Psalm 120 to Psalms 134, these are songs that pilgrims would sing on their way to Jerusalem in celebration of what they were going to do, the God they were going to meet with. And there's various aspects of that fellowship with God in Jerusalem that each of the hymns focus upon. And as we come to the last one this morning in Psalm 134, you've got to keep in mind the big picture. Psalm 120 speaks of the pilgrims. They're coming from all these different places. Psalm 120 mentions um, Meshech and Kadesh, uh, just two of the places. They're, They're distant lands. And these pilgrims are traveling to Jerusalem to fellowship with God from a great distance, and they're singing, and there's great anticipation. And now as we come to Psalm 134, they've arrived, and they have worshipped. They have been in the house of the Lord. They've, they've fellowshiped with God in worship and in praise. And now it's nighttime, and now it's about time to return home. Now it's, it's almost come to the end. And... They come together one last time to worship the Lord, to bless the Lord. It's almost like, I think, if you think about when you go on family vacation, right? You go, whether you go to the beach, you go to the mountains, or you go Disney World, you go somewhere, and when it comes to that last day, you realize your time is short. You want to make sure, just one more time, I want to squeeze in that thing that It really excites me. That's kind of what's happening here. One last time, before before they return home, they come together to the temple of God in Jerusalem uh, to bless the Lord. And that's what this psalm is. They've come together, and the pilgrims see the Levites, and they're serving in the temple day and night. Even at nighttime, they're, they're making preparations, and it's an ongoing process. And in Psalm 134, they say to the Levites, Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord who stand by night in the house of the Lord. Verse 2, lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. May the Lord bless you from Zion, he who made heaven and earth. Bless the Lord. This is their final, before we return home, one more time we come to the temple and with one voice we encourage one another, bless the Lord. And that's just one of those ideas and words that, what does it mean? We, we know it, we, we hear it all the time. The word occurs some 400 times in the Bible in some form or another. But what does it mean? The word to bless has in some capacity the idea of kneeling, to kneel, to take a knee before God. And to bless means from a position of, not just physically on a knee, but a heart that is humbled, kneeling before God to consider all of the wonderful attributes of who God is. As we gather together one more time to take into account the wonder of who God is and all of His fullness and all of His glory and all of His greatness. And the thing about that is, as we think about the different attributes of God, His holiness, His righteousness, His love, His mercy, His grace, His wrath, we all, can, we all know things about those attributes. But the thing about God is, He is, here's another one of His attributes, He's incomprehensible. 
which means that even as we kneel before God and we, we make much of Him, even our loftiest, highest, most wonderful, most God-honoring thoughts about God that we say to Him about Himself fall short of who He is. God is, by definition, incomprehensible. He has no limits. When we talk about His holiness, it knows no boundaries. There, there is no way to fully understand or say or worship the fullness of God's holiness. If we worship to the point of physical exhaustion and we drop dead, it still is not the worship that His holiness is worthy of. It is an overflowing fullness that never ceases. It's almost like as we come together to bless the Lord, we're like little children. You think about an infant child. An infant child comes to recognize mommy and daddy, doesn't he? But what does that infant child really know about mommy and daddy? He can recognize the face, but really doesn't know mommy or daddy. Doesn't know all that mommy and daddy do for him or her. Doesn't know all that mommy and daddy, don't even know what they do for a living. Doesn't know anything about mommy or daddy. Just knows when they see that face show up, that's mommy, that's daddy. They're going to make everything better. And that's kind of how it is with us and God. We recognize wonderful things about God. But even when it comes to bless Him and to praise Him and we use wonderful words, we still don't know the fullness of who He is. But we come together and He is worthy. He's worthy of all that we have to give. He's worthy that we, we bless Him. And to bless Him from that kneeled position means we prize Him above everything else. We treasure Him above everything else. We pronounce to Him from our hearts, Lord, You are most precious. You are most valuable. You are one of a kind. There is none like You. And all the world over, I, may, I, I can feast on this of the world or that of the world, but nothing can compare to You. When we bless the Lord, we're saying, Lord, You are our one treasure. We, we are saying the old song, Be Thou my vision, O Lord of my heart. Not be all else to me, save that Thou art. Meaning, You are enough. You, you don't have to add to You. We don't have to decorate You. You just in and of Yourself, raw, we come to meet with You is enough. bless you for your worthy now we need to understand that's what the saints have gathered to do this is their before we head home one last thing we must do oh he's worthy we must one more time bless the lord now it's not as easy for us that kind of what we see here worship requires concentration it requires intentionality as we gather here on this sunday morning to Bless the Lord in prayer and in song and in the preaching of the Word. We have to be intentional about that. Why? Because we come in this morning and we have been wrestling with, in our own personal lives, our own hopes, our own dreams, our own fears, our own insecurities, our own struggles, our own disappointments, our own minds, even when we've tried to keep them focused upon the Lord. 
Our own minds have been scattered in a bazillion different directions and places looking for satisfaction. And in kindness, God draws His people together each Lord's Day morning, this morning, here in this place, with one job. Focus on me. Focus upon my glory, upon my greatness. Turn to me and worship and say to me, kneel before me, Lord, you are my satisfaction. I've wrestled all week long. It's been a battle. But Lord, you are my satisfaction. You are my treasure. You are the blessed one. You are incomprehensible in all of your glory, your attributes, your ways. And, but, and even as I worship, they fall flat. But that doesn't cease me trying. For you're worthy. Lord, I'm not going to find blessing until I find it in you. And so we gather this morning to pray. We gather this morning to sing. Because it's our one job. It's what we've been saved for. And we'll talk about that a little bit more this morning in Revelation 14. We gather together in prayer with one voice. Lord, you're our treasure. You're our prize. You're our delight. Verse 2, they lift their hands in worship. It's, It's not really, I mean... If you physically want to do that, feel free. It's about a heart. It's an issue of the heart, of sincerity, of honesty. It's a heart of a desire to praise and to worship God. Is that where we are this morning? Our prayer is to bless the Lord, to make much of Him. And remember, as we do so, we're not the only ones God has assembled together to praise Him. There are others Last Lord's Day, as we were talking about the unity of the people of God, we talked about praying not only for ourselves, but each week we would focus upon another neighboring church that they too would be fulfilling this. And this morning I would ask us to pray for Southwoods Baptist Church, a dear uh, brother church to us, sister church to us, I guess, who is uh, uh, pastored by Brother Phil Newton and... uh, Matt Sliger is on staff there, who will be part of our upcoming Bible conference. Pastor Phil has actually been recently diagnosed with cancer and is in a tremendous cancer battle at the moment. But Southwoods is a very God-honoring, God-centered church, and uh, it is our joy this morning as we pray ourselves to bless the Lord. Last week we were praying for Grace Church. This morning I would ask us to pray for Southwoods Baptist, that they too, even as they gather right now, would be a heart to bless the Lord.